What other shepherd would insult his own flock like that? There ensued a discussion of some length between Heather, Cloud, and Mopple the Whale. Mopple the Whale insisted that you judged a shepherd's merits by the quantity and quality of the fodder he provided, and in this respect there was nothing, nothing whatsoever, to be said against George Glenn. Finally they agreed that a good shepherd was one who never docked the lamb's tails, didn't keep a sheepdog, provided good fodder and plenty of it, particularly bread and sugar, but healthy things too, like green stuff, concentrated feed and mangle wurzels, for they were all very sensible sheep, and who clothed himself entirely in the products of his own flock, for instance, an all-in-one suit made of spun sheep's wool, which would look really good, almost as if he were a sheep himself. Of course it was obvious to them all that no such perfect being was to be found anywhere in the world, but it was a nice idea all the same. They sighed a little, and were about to scatter, pleased to think that they had cleared up all outstanding questions. So far, however, Miss Maple had taken no part in the discussion. Now she said, Don't you want to know what he died of? Sir Richfield looked at her in surprise. He died of that spade. You wouldn't have survived it either. A heavy iron thing like that driven right through you. No wonder he's dead. Richfield shuddered slightly. And where did the spade come from? Someone stuck it in him. As far as Sir Richfield was concerned, that was the end of the matter. But Othello, the only black sheep in the flock, suddenly began taking an interest in the problem. It can only have been a human who did it, or a very large monkey. Othello had spent his youth in Dublin Zoo, and never missed an opportunity to mention it. A human? Maple nodded, satisfied. I think we ought to find out what kind of human. We owe old George that. If a fierce dog took one of our lambs, he always tried to find the culprit. Anyway, he was our shepherd. No one had a right to stick a spade in him. That's wolfish behavior. That's murder. Now the sheep were feeling alarmed. The wind had changed, and the smell of fresh blood was drifting towards the sea. And when we found the person who stuck the spade in, asked Heather nervously, then what? Justice, bleated Othello. Justice, bleated the other sheep. And so it was decided that George Glenn's sheep themselves would solve the wicked murder of their shepherd. First Miss Maple went over to examine the body. She did it reluctantly. In the summer sun of Ireland, George had already begun to smell bad enough to send a shudder down any sheep's spine. She started by circling the shepherd at a respectful distance. The crow caught and fluttered away on black wings. Maple ventured closer, inspected the spade, sniffed George's clothes and face. Finally, as the rest of the flock, huddling together at a safe distance, held their breath, she even stuck her nose in the wound and rooted around. At least, that was what it looked like from where the others stood. She came back to them with blood on her muzzle. Well? asked Mopple.
unable to stand the suspense any longer. Mopple never could stand strain of any kind for long. He's dead, replied Miss Maple. She didn't seem to want to say any more just now. Then she looked back at the path. We have to be prepared. Sooner or later, humans are going to turn up here. We must watch what they do, and we better not all stand around in a crowd. It looks suspicious. We ought to act naturally. But we are acting naturally, objected Maud. George is dead, murdered. Should we be grazing right beside him where the grass is spattered with his blood? Yes, that's exactly what we ought to be doing. The black figure of Othello came between them. His nostrils contracted as he saw the horrified faces of the others. Don't worry, I'll do it. I spent my youth near the carnivore's enclosure.